I didn't even know sports betting was legal in Oregon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not on college sports. Not on college sports. Okay. But yeah. all other professional sports. And uh, so I'm assuming you had some money on the Fury Wilder fight last night. I did. I put $4 on it and I made $1.36. <laughs> so you now have $5.36 in your, in your scoreboard app? Yeah. But lifetime on this app, I guess I'm I'm under $4.21. You're under $4.21. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't put the I didn't put the decimal where it actually is there, so I oh four dollars and twenty. <laughs> there you go. Oh. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> no, four, no, 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 no decimals. We're talking letters. Four hundred twenty-one k. Four. Oh, it's okay. Oh, shit. it's okay. Yeah. I'll get it back. I'll well, order that's, it back. Don't worry about him, listeners. That's just the those are the kind of stacks JP rolls with. <laughs> He's fine. That's why I've got two gold chains. You think this guy wears two gold chains in the terrace every game and, and is it Roman in it? <laughs> those are like $30 tickets. <laughs> Dude, they're up to 100 now. Oh, they are up to 100. Yeah. They should yeah. probably come back down a bit. Uh, okay. for, for because reasons, which we'll get into. We don't need to get into right away. But hey, guys, it's uh, it's good to see you after a uh, a tough weekend for all of us. In, Tougher in, for us this in, weekend. In, sh- sure. Yeah. yeah. Or or I mean, when you think of the grand scheme of things, I'm not, I'm not sure the the Minnesota Vikings winning the game that they just won was I was worried about you. Good for the Minnesota Vikings. Don't even worry about me when it comes to the Vikings at this point, because I'm just laughing. Like, good or bad, I'm literally just laughing at it. I'm in such a peaceful state with it that okay i am i seriously am when when madison a dude who i really like and has hasn't made one of the you know sort of huge mistakes of the last two to three years of hilarious vikings mistakes fumbled and i as i tweeted no no one no one snatches defeat from the jaws of victory like the minnesota vikings i literally i was at this bar in chicago actually i watched the game today at a lions bar at the tin lizzie shout out tin lizzie and I just laughed. It, it was too funny. It was too funny not to laugh. Of like, of course, of course, it happened that way. Um, <laughs> Wait, were you, is that where you were at? Was Chicago this weekend? I was in. Yeah, I was in Chicago until sure you were forty minutes ago. Why are you always busy during Beaver games? This is a serious question. I am not the one scheduling weddings during football season. You can talk to my friends about that. I believe you had a football season wedding, JP. Yeah, but we won. Oh yeah, yeah, we played Portland State that day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that twenty-four, the the great Portland State victory of two thousand fourteen. Uh, yeah, so good, good for you for doing. But yeah, that's why if we had if we had needed to record a podcast, I wouldn't have known much to say because I know we got to marathon to watch the last of the Riley years against the Portland State Vikings at Marathon Taverna, our spot. But we missed most of it because of your rehearsal luncheon. I don't know who has a rehearsal luncheon and not a dinner like a <laughs> normal person. Freaking sociopath. <laughs> but yeah, so I was in Chicago for a wedding this weekend and it was great. I, I love Chicago. Uh, as you know, we've, we, as we've mentioned on the show before, I used to live there. Benny used to live there. Not at the same time, but uh, a, a, a city I love and don't uh, get back to enough. So uh, I saw a, both of you there separately, too. That's true. Yeah. There's a great picture of us on a rooftop bar. We yeah. had 
a weekend. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna. We we need to start our Patreon so we can start having these exclusives because we we cannot talk about that weekend on an episode that's just open to the general public. <laughs> no, because I somehow I just the premise was my phone died <laughs> at like three in the morning and no one was still with me at some random bar in Chicago and I still somehow managed. To well, actually, my phone died because I was making vines and not right. using GPS you to find so, the way back to Terry's apartment. You were so obsessed with vines back then. <laughs> <laughs> and for those listeners that don't know JP personally, imagine your friend that would be the most scared and confused of what to do if their phone turned off and multiply that by <laughs> 10. And that is jp if his yeah. phone turns off the, the, yeah. the best of all of our friends at handling technology and adapting to new technology and clearly the most dependent of our friends on said technology <laughs> hey the, the tech life is a double-edged sword and jp you, you've played with both sides of that sword <laughs> yeah i love dual swords <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a few minutes into this and we're the innuendo is already in full effect. That shows what kind of mood we're in. <laughs> what episode is this? This is the 18th episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, which that makes me happy. You know, uh, if you're tuning into this, you're probably listening on either Monday, October 11th or Tuesday, October 12th or sometime this week. And you might be finding yourself down a little bit because I was I was thinking about this on my flight home today. It's kind of. It's the first loss of the Smith era that's like truly disappointing because any of the previous losses as you know, rebuilding. Yeah. You know, it was you you could the the excuses were the excuses were lower hanging fruit and the expectations were also way lower, too. And the expectations were if if the excuses were lower hanging fruit, the expectations were buried in the ground somewhere. Uh, Just right. Totally, totally (laughs) dead. No coffin, please. Just in the wet, wet mud. Uh, Shout out to anyone who watches. I think you should leave. Please tweet at me about it. I love that show. (laughs) Um, But this was the first time that we we played an a, opponent that I still think is an inferior opponent, uh, a coach who I still believe is an inferior coach, despite the fact that he's beating us three years in a row. And we should have won that football game and not to take credit away from Washington state, you know, got to pay credit where credit's due. They uh, clearly had a better game plan than we did. Uh, but you're, you're probably feeling a little bit upset about it. Um, our group chat, I was a little more negative than usual, which says a lot. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go into those numbers right now, but this is the 18th episode of the Belligerent Beeves, which means it's the 18th time I've seen your beautiful faces through a Zoom screen and the 18th time we've uh, done this. And it's uh, been more more episodes than I really, really kind of ever even allowed myself to think about before we started doing this. And <laughs> I love you guys and I love uh, the Beeves, despite what they do to my uh, my heart rate. <laughs> And but as we say right there in the uh, in the description, this is a podcast that's first and foremost about about beers and friendship and having beers with friendship. And I think some of our listeners need that right now. And we definitely need that right now. So it's great to see you guys. I love you. We love you, too. I love you, too. And it's good to see you, Terry. For sure. For sure. How are should you guys? Start, should we start with beers this time? I feel like we haven't started with beers in a long time. Well, no, yeah, we yeah. do a little bit of bullshit that goes into it. But yeah, why don't why don't we why don't we talk a, a little bit uh, about beer? I I had to call in a favor 
to, to, to make sure I had beer for, for this episode, uh, because before, when I left town, my, my fridge is just empty. There's no, there's not even any, there's not a drop of alcohol, uh, left in my apartment this weekend. And we knew there's no food. And we, we know already there's already, this. we already know On the continued no segment of what's in Terry's no. fridge. Yeah, Absolutely it's a very, not. it's a very, very short <laughs> segment. We get through it pretty fast. <laughs> Since Minneapolis, or this is state of Minnesota, has the most archaic, you know, like liquor store laws. Uh, for years and years and years, their liquor stores were never open on Sundays. And forget about trying to get beer and wine in a grocery store. You can't do that. Uh, but now liquor stores are open on Sundays, but only until 6 p.m. And my flight landed after 6 p.m. Central Time. So I had my neighbor, uh, Kyle Tyler, Tyle Kyler, another another uh, University of Washington fan in the Twin Cities. I know uh, I was like, hey, dude, can you pick up some beer for me that I can pick up at your apartment so that I could have beers for the pod? And he was like, sure. What do you want? And I said, get something that will help a team get back on track after a devastating loss to a total fucking lunatic who doesn't believe in science. And he was like, that is a lot of pressure. I'm just going to get you some Grain Belt Northeast. So he got me a six pack of Grain Belt Northeast, which is just a nice local lager. <laughs> Northeast is the neighborhood that I live in. Uh, but Benny, as a shout out to you and to the Beeves and uh, just our overall aesthetic right now, I'm drinking it out of the my favorite football team makes me sad mug. That you got us last Christmas time. And I know JP yeah. was having a beverage out of this uh, today. And my favorite thing about this mug is it arrived beat to shit. You can see. Yeah, what? <laughs> this, is, this is how it was delivered. This is how it was delivered. The inside's even worse. I can only fill it up to a certain point because there's a massive crack and the, the liquid will fill there's out. There's no handle. I can't there's, believe this. There's no handle. It was broken. Uh, I know it's not your fault, We Hage. <laughs> Some delivery driver just, like I guess, threw it at my apartment building instead of gently placing it down. Uh, I, I think the packaging said fragile on it, too, and then I opened it and almost cut my hand because like the handle was already off there are other pieces but i didn't throw it away because i think it's better that way you know it's really you know it's it's more meta that it's beat up right it, the, yeah, the, the lip is, looks jagged right here it is yes i don't drink out of that part <laughs> <laughs> so it might not be the best mug to drink out of when um i'm a little tired and i've already had some beers today and could easily just forget uh <laughs> but I, th- I think it's I'm, I want the my favorite football team makes me sad front. I don't know whether it's the front or the back of a mug. I don't know if that's facing the camera, then I'm probably safe. So cheers. Nice. Cheers to Grain Belt Northeast uh, and to just your generosity last holiday season. And this is yeah. a, a great gift, even if it arrived broken. <laughs> well, thanks for living life on the dangerous side of things. I like to drink dangerously. We all know this. <laughs> um, Benny, let's uh, go to you. And also, is that a uh, Penny Hardaway jersey that you're wearing? It is. And thank you nice. for recognizing that and yeah. it not being a Tracy McGrady Orlando. For sure. Number one. It's, de- it's that's definitely mid 90s. It's royal blue with the white pinstripe. Some of the best jerseys yeah. of the mid 90s yep. NBA. Just I had to talk about that. Yeah, thanks. Um, what kind yeah. of uh, what kind of beverage are you enjoying tonight? So uh, before I show you guys and, and talk about it, uh, I actually did think quite a long time. This is probably the longest time that it's taken me to pick out a beer. But when I, I, I saw love it, it, when you put thought into your segments on the show, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you'll like this because and keep in mind, I went to the grocery store directly after the Oregon State game, so I was still uh, very bitter about what had happened and um, and. And so I, I sort of picked the low hanging fruit and, and I got 
Corona. Um, but I got, <laughs> but it's for those, for the listeners, it's not um, a nice bottle Corona. It's the 24 ounce can God, that is a of, Corona. of Corona. This is what I thought of Nick Rolovich when I got this. Cause number one, uh, <laughs> getting Corona if he hasn't already had it. And number two, uh, kind of, uh, dirty 24 ounce bum kind of Corona that he's getting. Uh, that looks like, yeah, that's, that's is a, a prop. No lime. From, that is a prop from the set of the first <laughs> Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should have a brown paper bag wrapped around it as I sip it. You can have any beer in the house as long as it's a Corona. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic Toretto. When Dominic Toretto says drink a Corona, you drink a Corona. Um, so, yeah. Cheers to that. Great choice, Benny. And, yeah, hope you get Corona, Rolovich. Um, or at least fired. Got, <laughs> I don't think he's going to get fired, unfortunately. I think uh, he will. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, th- I think he's doomed. Even if he gets fired by Wazoo, he'll somehow be coaching the lower tier non-conference we play every year <laughs> and find a way. He will he will beat Oregon State once a year until he dies. So I think we're fucked on that one. Yeah, um, JP, what are you uh, logging in with on the untapped app tonight? <laughs> so for all my untapped followers, you've already seen my check in which is probably none of our listeners. But if you want to follow me on Untapped, please do. This is the uh, Energy Equals. It's a, a nod to Albert Einstein. And it's a Imperial IPA, 8%. And I picked it because it doesn't take a theoretical physicist to know that you run the fucking ball. Nice. Run the ball. Run the ball. It's not that hard. It is not rocket science. It's not rocket science. When I heard that it was a nod to Albert Einstein, I knew that it could go in one of a couple directions and all of the answers <laughs> were great. <laughs> and uh, what brewery is that from? You're you're the one only one, uh, you know, patronizing an actual, you know, craft beer company <laughs> this evening. Um, yeah. Equilibrium Brewery. In Equilibrium Mid- brewery. Middleton, New York. OK, sounds great. Yeah. What kind of review does this get from you on Untapped? I got. I gave it a four point three out of five. Ooh, that's good. That's, that's good yeah. for you. It's very delicious. Does Equilibrium Brewery have nods to different scientists? That sounds like a yeah, a good question. Yeah. So this is actually a companion beer to one I've had before that is called MC Squared from them, and it's what they said. It completes the equation. Um, oh, nice. Essentially, it's like a, a yeah a sibling beer mm. of. Uh, Another one of their hits, MC Squared. Nice. Do they have a nod to Linus Pauling? Ooh, they should. <laughs> they should. Let's reach out I, to them. It would be so great if our first official beer sponsor was based in the state of New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be Castle Wide Nut. We we do have listeners in New York. We 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 have confirmed that more than more than one more than one. We've we figured that out. We know Ashton, our friend, is listening. Probably sure right now. Shout out Ashton. Uh, but yeah, there's like four or five different uh, townships or municipalities uh, that have chimed in on the or been recognized on Anchor's data. So <clears throat> not sure I've seen Middleton, but hey, Equilibrium Brewing. Um, we, we want to hang out. I like the idea of uh, companion beers. My, my beer is also a companion beer. It's a companion to the other five beers that are also in the six pack. Oh, 
You have to drink them all in one outing, though. Like it, it's it's in fine. It's in the fine print. We hate you. Should you should check the case of Corona Pounders you bought. You might be having a way more aggressive evening than you bargained for. <laughs> Contractually, yeah, you have to do it. Yeah, you do have to do it. You do have to do it. It was just an invitation from Tony Romo to hang out. <laughs> For sure. Um, well, great, great beers, guys. Great selections. Let's have a toast to uh, to still doing this to for an 18th episode and uh, for for bouncing back and uh, picking up some for some big wins that are in our future uh, for all of us. Uh, Beaver fam, Beaver Nation, the three of us collectively and all of our listeners. Salud. Cheers. Cheers. All right, let's get into it. We got a big outline, and uh, since I was mostly worthless uh, in the prep for this episode today, uh, JP, why don't I why don't I let you drive for a little bit? Um, what what would you like to talk about first? Yeah, let's lead with some hope because because you can't spell Chapham you can't spell Chapham without hope. I don't think you can. I've, tr- I've tried. I've tried to spell Chapham without hope, and it's impossible. I've, I've checked. It's, yeah, I work in writing. I can verify. Albert Einstein agrees. No, nope. but. <laughs> Let's let's kick off with the uh, women's hoops. They had their first Hell practice yeah. this week. For sure. And they are going to be a fucking squad this year. Yeah. Um, I know you have. Uh, who, are, who are we excited for? I think we can all, you know, all of us agree. Uh, Talia von Olhoffen uh, is at the top of that list. She is a baller. I yeah. started I, I, I was this sort of out on <laughs> men's and women's basketball early in the season last year. Uh, we, we know that that they both took you know turns for the better uh the women's team advanced in march madness as well but i watched uh the in the pac-12 tournament game against oregon they beat oregon twice last year too and she was giving them the business and talking a lot of shit i know yeah and so much she should have still been in high school exactly (laughs) (laughs) she should have still been in high school she is a killer like she's got a little bit of, I think, like like Courtney Vandersloot ish to her game, um, which so I'm thinking about the Chicago Sky because they just won game one of the WNBA finals today and they knocked my links out of the playoffs. I'm still a little butthurt about it. Uh, but yeah, she's so fun, so fun to watch. Um, has, like I said, so much hype in her game. And I think she could, she'll be someone who I think could be, uh, could contend for the scoring title in the Pac 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, have you have you heard anything else about you know how the first practices went, JP? Um, who's who's looking good? Any other you know newcomers that uh, we should uh, um, be looking out for? I'm excited for Taylor Jones too. I think right. that uh, she'll she like kind of packs the 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 box score quite a bit. And mm-hmm. when you have like one of those one of those kind of all around players like that, then uh, it bodes very very well when you have other people like Talia out there just scoring on everyone's head so i honestly just like last year seemed like such a strange year for them with missing half the middle of the season with the uh covid outbreak honestly it almost made sense what was happening up until that point with all those losses because for all we know they, they could have actually already been infected with the virus and they just like they played sluggishly it just didn't look right something was off and then all of a sudden they had to like drop out and they missed they had to you know cancel six games and then they just came back firing it was like a whole different squad came out and 
to me, that seemed like that was probably the, who they should, their identity that they should have been the entire time. So I am super stoked for this season because I think they still proved to everybody like, yeah, well, I mean, South Carolina is like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> right. you're running into them. You're running They're so you're running. good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like it was just a seeding outcome and it is what it is. But like, they proved to everybody that they should have still been in the conversation, even though they were on the bubble pretty much. And uh, this year's going to be no different. I, I think that they're going to come out swinging mm-hmm. and not pad pad their uh, their win column early. Right. Well, and I'm glad you brought up Taylor Jones too. And joining Taylor Jones, you know, uh, in that front court is Kennedy Brown, who missed the entire season mm-hmm. last year, and she is a beast down low. And uh, we did, you know, everything they did last year, they had to do without her. Um, she's only, you know, this will be a sophomore year for her. Um, every single time I swear for the next like three years, when I look at all eligibility, I'm just going to have to double take because of the, <laughs> like the, the COVID eligibility and how that year just didn't count. Like what year are they actually, what year they're in school? I don't know. But for, for eligibility purposes, Kennedy Brown is a sophomore and she missed all of last season. Uh, she and Taylor are going to be such an unsolvable yeah. problem down low. So if they stay healthy, like, I, I, Talia's is going to be able to kill from uh, like, from the perimeter because you've got like the uh, you know uh, you know two tower situation uh, down low. We'll we'll always have probably the the you know upper hand in size and strength versus you know whoever we uh, whoever we go up against. Um, so yeah, and you know it's it's Scott Ruick. It's they're going to be well coached and and ready to play. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year for for women's basketball. I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Um, when is their first game? Uh, November 12th. So like probably a month from the day this podcast drops. Okay. That's so wild. Basketball season is right around the corner. I know. So that's the same. Ooh, we've got Notre Dame in Michigan and Notre Dame in a, uh, one of the, the non-conference tournaments, a tournament in Daytona beach. Let's go. You guys want to go to you guys want to go to Daytona Beach for Thanksgiving? <laughs> we'll bring we'll bring all of our families. It'll be fun. <laughs> that's an exciting that's an exciting tournament. I, wish. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So November twelfth against Loyola Marymount. Um, that same night, the men's team is uh, at uh, Iowa State in mm. in their second game of the year. So good lord, yeah. Basketball season's in a month. It's quick. It's coming up quick. It is. I am so excited. Well, basketball, well, I was going to say, well, basketball be nice to us than football, uh, but football has been pretty nice to us already. So <laughs> I don't want to be that downtrodden uh, already sitting here at four and two. But yeah, after that, la- it'll be hard to, you know, um, live up to everything from last year just because both teams uh, had had such great seasons uh, at the same time, which, you know, has, hasn't happened in a while. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's going to be we're going to have to. <laughs> do some, you know, real planning on our weekends to make sure that we're at least, you know, all it's going to be like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there'll be a basketball game we need to watch. And that <laughs> doesn't even include the NBA <laughs> <laughs> and football season goes on for another two months. Once that starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, JP, anything else on, uh, on women's basketball? I think media day is coming up. I think it's this week. Tuesday. Nice. Women's on on Tuesday, men on Wednesday. Yeah, they announced he's going down. Yeah. And it's Taylor and Talia, so nice. they have good representation down there. Nice. And I think for the men's it's Alatiche and Jared Lucas. 
Hell yeah. Uh, yep, that's right. Uh, is Warith Alatiche the best quarterback currently enrolled at okay. Oregon State University? <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, Tristan in, Jebbia thinks so. we're gonna we're gonna mention that that tweet once an episode until we get uh, more than 200 (laughs) yards passing in a a football game Uh, that's that's the deal um let's let's kick it to football not american football but uh but footy uh go from from the hardwood to the pitch because that there's there's more good vibes there too we're a soccer school, you guys. We've yeah. said this. We've said this. We are a soccer school and we are a golf podcast. I don't know how these things fit together, but just go with it. You didn't start listening <laughs> to Belligerent Beefs to ask questions. <laughs> no. Or get answers. You can't, or get answers. Except we do, we have now established that uh, oh there Benny just left but <laughs> Benny is an insider he, we call him Benny Scoops so you may have came to get answers from Benny but not he probably got sure. a phone call from the source yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Benny just had to go talk to Scott Barnes about you know something uh, in, in regards to completing research by 2023 there's there's going to be some ex- exciting uh, luxury box announcements coming that only Ben <laughs> has, has the information for. Um, but let's start with women's soccer uh, capped off a sweep of the Arizona schools uh, early earlier on today. Uh, I believe the, the result today was two nothing. Uh, Amber Jackson yep. had a hell of a goal right when I uh, when I got service at the airport, I, like the top of my timeline was footage of her. It, it did take a deflection, but initially I didn't see it that it took the deflection. I thought she chipped the goalkeeper from like <laughs> <laughs> within, within within like the the six yard box <laughs> i was like how oh, the fuck do you chip the goalkeeper for that and i was like oh i hit the hit the defender's shin but you know still a uh, great great strike uh with a lot of, a lot of movement on the ball and um the first goal by uh, sophie conrad was uh just a be- beautiful beautiful uh shot as well so they beat arizona day 2-0 sweep get your brooms out sweep beef up i feel like like soccer is sort of like baseball and softball in the sense that like the further South and the nicer weather you have uh, it, like the better a school typically is at soccer. So I, I have no reason to base this off of anything other than that, but that's impressive to beat the two Arizona schools. Right. I agree. Am I, am, I might be. <laughs> that- <laughs> <laughs> But no, eleven and two is impressive. Eleven and two well. is very impressive. Yeah. I'm very happy about. Um, I checked that score before checking the score of the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup qualifying game today, and I'm glad I did because those fuckers lost. They remain frustrating as all hell. So thank you, Coach Sinicola and Oregon State Women's Soccer, for not being the men's national team and not driving me crazy. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank, thank you for playing the beautiful game in a beautiful way, which is more than I can say about a certain team trying to qualify for the World Cup for the first time in eight years. So <laughs> cheers to Coach Sinicola and the women's women's soccer team and to keep rolling. Yeah, and get out there to Paul Lorenz on uh, Friday. For the men too. Wait, yeah. who they got on, what, what's the uh, deal with the Friday game, JP? We should talk about the UCLA. Details. Women's women's soccer, UCLA. Women's soccer, UCLA. Paula Renz, Friday. Get there. What time? Four o'clock. 
Four o'clock Pacific time. No one's in class at four o'clock on Fridays. That doesn't happen. No, that's not a thing. You are a skip. October, Who cares? Class October doesn't matter. Fifteenth. Hey, and and the men are at six. Right. Belligerent Beeves is here to tell you class does matter. If you want to be cool, kids, stay in school. Um, <laughs> but unless it's during a women's soccer game, in which case, skip your damn class and get to Paul Lorenz Field. Uh, yeah, that is UCLA, um, October October fifteenth this Friday, four p.m. Pacific time. Pack Paul. Is that is that a thing? Can we make that a thing? Pack like the that. Paul. Yeah. Is that, that should we workshop that more or should we just go for Paul. it? No, pack pack Paul or <laughs> pack Paul sounds like we're trying to inflict harm on our friend. <laughs> <laughs> but pack the Paul. Does pack the Paul work? No. Yeah. Thing? It's not the Paul Lorenz field. No, but you could call it like the Paul as a, as a nickname for the place. I don't know. Pack the Paul. I mean, pack the Paul. Like it sounds like you're like trying I'm, to encourage fraudulent votes or something. Pack the poll. <laughs> We're packing the poll right after we stop this deal. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll keep workshopping that. Listeners, let us know if you think pack the poll sounds cool. We just want to offer support on social media to one of the best women's soccer teams in the country. That's all I'm trying to do right now, Ben. I'm trying to use our platform to create positive change. Pack the Paul. Pack the Paul. <laughs> and we could spell pack like P-A-C, so it's like Pack 12. Uh no. We don't back the pack, but we'll pack the Paul. That's a rap <laughs> lyric. I'm this is a live brainstorming. That. This is groundbreaking, listeners. You are privy to a live brainstorming session of belligerent beeves right now. This is what our group chat <clears throat> normally looks like. It's just us. Two, uh, two of us gang, ganging up on the other one saying whatever they're saying stupid until we get to a point where all three of us agree that it sounds cool. <laughs> um, all right. So we might not. Be Wait, I didn't realize, though, it's, a, it's a double header. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. The men's, the men's team play later. Yeah, they play yeah. at six against St. Mary's. Oh, hell, OK. Well, now for sure. Skip class. Now you have to pack the <laughs> yeah. ball. Load, load up. Load up Lorenz. <laughs> coming from a guy who skipped class a lot yeah i don't know why You'll i'm do fine do it. i don't know why i'm just being uh beholden to alliteration here it doesn't have to be alliterative but it needs to sound um uh clever i'm trying to think like lorenz like fr- frenzy and start a frenzy at paul lorenzi um <laughs> this is what you do you shoot enough shots eventually some are going to go in not every shot we shoot goes in no like asking chad ochocinco to come on the pod or asking coach Sinicola to come on the pod yeah we'll shoot they're both coming on the pod at some point that, it'd be awesome if they came out at the same time the way i phrased that would it. be awesome <laughs> hey yeah. beaver fans excited announcement for celebrity guests next week <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ocho, we'll get Ocho at some point. I this this podcast will last until we get Ocho on the pod, and then maybe maybe we disband it after that. Um, <laughs> all all good things. Uh, all good things. We should try to, to get Hoosh. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Hoosh yeah. would be amazing. I would yeah. love to have Hoosh on the show. We I have the exact same initials as TJ Hushmanzada. <laughs> TJH. Oh, we're pretty much we're pretty much the same. Yeah, <laughs> just have to grow your hair out a little bit, just a yeah. little. I'm I'll be a little there. more athletic. Hey, <laughs> that too. He rides the Peloton. 
Uh, not lately. I've had a I've had a rough rough week off. I, I'm I'm getting yeah. back. I'm getting you back. Can't to travel every tomorrow. weekend, Terry. I know. I need yeah. to stop. I don't. I don't think I have anything coming up. Speaking of Peloton, can we just do another shout out? If you guys want to ride with us on the Peloton or just exercise with us in general, follow our hashtag hashtag Belligerent Beeves. Also hashtag Bebes. We're um, the only. Actually, Benny, you're not even in that hashtag. I'm not. I'm not. I changed my hashtags once. None of your workouts count if you're not on the hashtag. Your cycling profile goes down to zero. (laughs) So join us. Uh, Join us on our journey to working off all these beers. Yeah, exactly. We're doing well. We look great, you guys. I'm happy. I'm proud of us. I'm glad this is a podcast for your ears, not for your eyes, though. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I would love. I'd prefer to. I'm. 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 <laughs> I'm feeling ourselves right now. I was gonna say. Speaking of feeling ourselves, next Friday when when we pack the Paul, load up Lorenz for the Frenchie. <laughs> load up Paul Lorenz. Lorenz, there's something there. Anyway, the men's soccer team has moved up to 15th in the rankings. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having too much fun right now. Uh, beat Cal on Thursday and uh, Drew with Stanford today. Uh, they are seven, one, and two, and, and they are balling as well. Like I said, number number fifteen uh, in the country. Uh, beat Cal, Drew Stanford. All kinds of momentum there. We're a soccer school. Yeah, it's looking really promising. And we're a golf podcast, bringing you all the latest of our soccer school. <laughs> now what about our football team do we need to talk about fo- i suppose we have to talk about football Wait, before before we move on to the football team though i really want to say we checked in with the beaver fam on twitter at halftime and we asked them what they're drinking on and did you guys see that response yeah i i was impressed yeah just the amount of variety and the amount of alcohol consumption occurring um except for was it like bored panda was like ripping a packs instead and <laughs> shout out to bored panda for sharing that i'm um, i'm more i'm more impressed at the amount of people who actually interact with our bullshit on social media that's <laughs> the most heartwarming part of this um, yeah yeah someone put that out there at halftime and 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 there was a certainly a reason to drink i was expecting a lot like less quality beers, I guess. And I don't know why. <laughs> you need to give our listeners more credit, dude. Yeah, that's an unfair assessment that I realize now that I made. Uh, but yeah, there was good quality stuff in there. Yeah, you yeah, guys are doing impressed. great. Yeah, yeah, we want we want to party with all of you. I know. I definitely do. Yeah. We had uh, more yeah. replies about beers or alcohol in general, except, to, you know, some... Uh, <laughs> Sly we know Clydesdale her. said he's drinking his feelings or their feelings. Um, we we had uh, Cascadian Sports say they're drinking everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> In- including, right including Sly's feelings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I got to correct myself. It's not bored panda. It's confused panda at Wiggly Jiggly okay. One. Who, uh, <laughs> that is a good Twitter handle. Also, did you guys <laughs> see? Uh, I know we're getting into uh, we're going to get into what the uh, Twitter fam wants us to talk about. But did you guys see Chubby Beaver's Halloween costume? Yeah. No. It's it's, it's all it's it's unnerving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. At first I thought it was a horse mask and I was like looking more closely. I was like, those are beaver teeth. We oh. talk about, we talk <laughs> about the logo as a flying beaver shark. This was like a towering beaver horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to murder you. Oh. <laughs> it has four eyes. Whoa. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> the live reaction to your costume, Chubby Beaver, is worth the, worth the price of whatever you paid for that mask alone. <laughs> yeah. It is like a beaver horse. It's a crazy <laughs> beaver horse. That's awesome. You should change the Twitter handle to Chubby Beaver Horse. Uh, we <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we fully endorse that. Uh, but before we get into the nitty gritty, you know, we're going to talk about uh, you know the just the positive things. Uh, the fact that we have a a whole list of Twitter questions to get to makes me really happy uh, because JP, do you remember the first time we podcasted together? Yeah. Like no, no, which time? time? The, no, the real first time. The real, well, the, the real, but we, so we hosted, I put that in air quotes, a show also in air quotes as part of uh, the five, the five sides, the nickel block, whatever the name of that website was run by former Daily Barometer Sports Editor, Nick Lilia. Shout out to you, Nick, for, yeah. for giving me my start in sports writing uh, and for that one day where the entire sports section was all articles written by me. That's a feather in my cap that I will take to my grave. <laughs> then Nick had this great, uh, his own uh, sports website that I got to write for and contribute to. And JP and I hosted uh, a podcast called fantasy Friday. I think we only ever got to talk about fantasy baseball. This cause we just didn't stick with it. And <laughs> To the many, many listeners of Fantasy Friday who are probably tuning in now, <laughs> JP, you and I need to come clean. The mailbag segments we did, <laughs> they were all fake. Entirely fabricated. <laughs> JP and I wanted it to sound like a lot of people listened to the show, so we made up <laughs> names. We, we came up with fantasy baseball questions we thought were interesting. We made up names, and then we picked random cities in america that this <laughs> great question from seth in state college pennsylvania yeah we're gonna talk <laughs> about we're gonna get into some roy halliday cliff lee uh you know scenarios here uh, was, we, the, we, was <laughs> the implication that they were uh fi like physically writing you yeah like we pretended they were listeners <laughs> like but they like wrote you a letter in the mail no, no, this is still 2010, Benny. People right. had uh, the internet. People had email. Or like, uh, so they emailed you. Or like Facebooked us or something like that. I don't know. But we lied. We lied about all of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, decent production, though. I remember uh, More Than a Feeling by Boston was the intro and outro yeah. music. And yeah. that's it's. I, I knew at some point we'd be podcasting together for real. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of funny that more than 10 years ago, we were lying to our listener or listeners, or all all two of them. That that might even be you and generous. Both of you. I don't even think Making I listened back. Fake I was like, people for both of you to listen to. Terry's actually <laughs> listened, not. and then my my wife had to listen too, and she had no idea who I was at the time. That's I don't a fun think fact. She had to listen. Did they? They well, listened. They she listened felt like she had to listen. She felt like she had to listen to you was because. It? That or because I was on, uh, was that the weird? I did a sports show with Kai Johnson. Shout out Kai, wherever you are. Uh, called the Sports Hangover on KBVR for a little bit too. 
That was probably and my dad better. hosted a radio show on KBVR. Nice. Yeah, I always yeah. knew Joe Weehage and I were kindred spirits of a type. His radio name was the Hog. Jeremy Tricola. Shout, shout out to Jay Tricky, KBVR. Uh, I don't know what what do they call them? They're not editors. What is it? Producers. 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 Hosting. But hosts. Either way, he Please. asked me to host a show, um, and I never did. I really, I really wish I would have. That would have been really fun. He wanted me to do like a Bay Area rap show. Oh, not dude. rapping, dude, but right. playing Bay Area rap music. That's essentially what you did for all of our social lives. So it would have been <laughs> yeah. nice if you had been doing that outside of, you know, the townhouse that I lived in. Um, <laughs> I love Bay Area rap, but, you know, it was a little it was a little force fed <laughs> at, at times. <laughs> you didn't um, want to hear Thizzle Dance every single night? I think I did hear get the fuck out. I think I did hear Thizzle Dance every single night. JP, please play five seconds of the Thizzle Dance. We've we've done that on this show already, but you know, there's never there's no such thing as too much Thizzle Dance. As you demonstrated your entire college career, all years of it. Um, (laughs) But anyway, I just love that's a long winded way of saying thank you, uh, listeners, uh, Twitter followers and friends for sending stuff in. It is it's just fun that, uh, you know, 10 years ago we were lying about listeners writing in questions. And now we have listeners actually writing in questions and it's dope. Um, Yeah. So uh, we're going to get to all of those questions, but let's also let's uh, we've, you know, spilled some tea, aired out some laundry already, but let's just talk a little bit about how we feel emotionally during this, after this post, this full day now after the most, uh, We'll say disappointing. We, well, I'm, I feel comfortable calling it the most disappointing loss of the Jonathan Smith era. Benny, talk to me, man. How are yeah, you? I um, I, I think that uh, there were a lot of disappointing things to take from that game. Um, it, the the take that I have is that uh, it wasn't just a close game that we ended up losing because people. I mean, like like you said, our text chain was it was pretty negative from the very beginning. Um, and so I guess to take the positives out of it first, the running game is, is for real. Uh, although I'm concerned with it, but having over 300 yards rushing is, is an accomplishment no matter how, how you split it. Uh, so shout out to the offensive line and both Fenwick and, and BJ, they continue to put the weight of the team on their shoulders and, and almost quite honestly, almost prevailed just them this weekend. So that was good to see. And I think that chance Nolan threw the ball more. I don't know if he played a better game than what uh, we saw at Washington. I would argue that, that, that was a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I did like that. We started mixing, mixing it up a little bit more than what we saw at Washington. Cause at Washington, we were, very clearly a one dimensional offense. The defense is what I'm really worried about and not the players, the play. I thought the players played well. There didn't seem to be very many missed assignments, although there were some, it seemed to be more of an issue of play calling. Like we did not know how to, we didn't know how to handle their five wide set. And what sort of struck me other than just being annoyed at the game is that like, if I'm an offensive coordinator for any of the schools that Oregon state plays down the line, I'm looking at running a five wide set because Washington state doesn't have premier athletes. They don't have a premier quarterback. Like 
that was a garbage team running a five wide set that we didn't know how to handle at all. So I hope that Smith is going to make the proper adjustments um, and the defensive coordinator is going to be making the proper adjustments. But, uh, but that, that was really, really worrisome. And yeah, I mean, like it sucked because at the end of the day, like we did have better athletes. We have better players. We were on a roll. We had the momentum going into the game and we just got out coached. And that's what really sucked about it is that like, we're really excited for Oregon state football. Uh, Beaver nation's really excited for Oregon state football. Um, and we just like flat out got out coach and we're excited. I would, uh, we were excited for Oregon state football because of yes, the players are awesome and they're fun to watch and the team is coming together. But yeah. like Jonathan Smith is, I think that's yeah. really like the underlying factor that he is potentially going to be this great coach. He's brought in the right players. Um, and he's an Oregon state guy, so he's not going to leave. And to see us get out coached in a game that we should have won, hands down um, was, I think that was the most like demoralizing thing. Yeah. There's one level of it. That's disappointing. There's demoralizing as you just said, but to me, the biggest thing about it was kind of just that it was heartbreaking Yeah, because we, we knew that Wazoo had us circled on their schedule. They said that last week, like these, these guys are like fans. They look at their schedule. They say, yeah, that's, that's a W when they, when the schedule gets released preseason. But uh, we knew going in that that wasn't going to be the case anymore because of how the tide seemed to be turning so far this season. And to have the result that we had was all of the things that you mentioned, Benny, all the superlatives or maybe they're not superlatives. What do they call when they're negatives? Terry, you're a writer. Yeah. Superlatives work for negatives as well. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So. All of those things are true, but I think all the encompass it all is it was just heartbreaking. And like we don't now we don't know what the true identity of this team is. Yeah. What's the mirage? That's the worst part is the mirage. This Washington State game was the mirage USC. Like what is the true team? And it's going to be a rough next six games or whatever. The learning lessons from those games are will not come easy to fans or players, regardless of the outcome, even if it's a positive outcome, it's not going to be an easy thing to coast until we play Oregon as we hoped it could have been last yep. week. Just to interject, do you guys like that the buy is coming at this time, coming off of sort of maybe a, a come to Jesus moment where you had sort of your biggest bout of negativity in a while? Or do you think it's, that's too much time to stew on it and be better to have another game this coming week. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we have a buy coming up. I think that uh, we talked about it, the Washington game, Washington game, Oregon state needed a spook. And obviously the Washington game wasn't a spook enough. So um, I mean, you don't, here's where I stand. Like you don't go into the Coliseum and face USC, uh, especially when they have, 47 four stars or better uh, on that team and, and beat them the way that we did and not be good. So I, you, I know we're a good team and I think we just have to get our confidence back. And so having a buy come off of this and having the team be able to think about this for a little bit uh, and, and know that they, they, here's the other thing is that they still control their own destiny uh, for the PAC 12 North. Um, So to, to sit on that for a little bit and know that they can't just go in and coast and, and games are going to be handed to them. I think this is a good thing for the team. If we would have won, I would have viewed this bye week actually in like from like a worrisome 
perspective and thought, oh, no, like our momentum is going to be lost because they're going to take the week off and have to kind of try to repick up the pieces at homecoming against a pretty talented Utah team. And so honestly, it is a, it is good. It's actually great that there's a bye this week and that we can right. take a second to step back, reassess, look at why we didn't run the ball. Enjoy, enjoy the things that we do well, like run the ball. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe game plan for things going forward, uh, like running the ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you mentioned Utah, Utah team that also just uh, sort of blew the doors off of USC. So we need to we need to move on from that USC game being like yeah. a bench benchmark of total like you know corner turning success. I know it's a more talented team. I know the Coliseum has been our house of horrors. So getting over that hurdle was huge. Uh, getting over the hurdle of Washington was huge. And they talked about this on the broadcast as well, that we hadn't beat Washington in nine years. Uh, you know, and the week before that, we hadn't won at the Coliseum since, you know, 1960. We haven't beaten Wazoo in a long time. Yeah, and this just all means that we're a, we've been a really fucking bad team for a long time. Sure, like, I understand yeah. that, but this team, we shouldn't have lost. We were a better team than Wazoo was in 2019. And last year, whatever. Fuck last year. Right. This was just a silver platter for Smith to be like, yo, this isn't a joke. Like the team I've built is legit. And I know the Palouse is a tough place to play. And the Coog always shows up. I've mentioned it several times that they're my favorite fan base, not Oregon State. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we, we have a listener question about this as well. But I think from now on for the rest of ever. And I participated in this a little bit. Max Borgie, <laughs> Michael Bumpus, just guys we've talked shit about publicly from Wazoo. <laughs> I think Benny, you especially, you you tweet more than any either of us do, but just all of us. We never say anything negative publicly, especially on Twitter, about any current, former, or future Wazoo athlete ever again. We're just not putting the right juju into the universe. I think we all just need to shut the fuck up and that will change everything. No, we <laughs> talk shit about the Ducks more than anybody and we've beaten them I, two years in a row. That yeah. I know, but it's a different animal. We can't keep we can't keep talking shit about the Coog, man. The Coog's a different, you know, that's a good juju, good energy, good, you know, positive, uh, you know, life force into the world type fan base. It's not a school like Oregon. They're, they're come from the same cloth as us. My last note on this game, and I think we just we, we answered some uh, Twitter questions after this because it was a no win situation for us. If we won the game, we would have probably still be on the outside looking in the top 25. People would have thought, yeah, you should have won that game. Unless we like beat them like 60 to 10, it would have never, it would have moved the needle. That's and we lose the game, for. which it is, it was a trap game for us in a way, because like you guys are saying, we talk too much shit as fans and clearly we impact the game and we get some players. We attentions. do. <laughs> Benny, why would you tweet at Max Borgie? But uh, I didn't. I and I apologized to him last week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasn't sure he listens to the podcast. Yet. 
Yeah. I, hey, Max good Borg, juju out there. Max Borgie, please come on the pod and wear your sleeveless dry fit hoodie so Betty can see it in all its glory in person. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> I love you, my friend. I love you. Uh, yeah, so sorry, JP, we interrupted your your final point. Well, no, I think I, that was it. It was just it was an, a no a no win situation, and we didn't win. Um, but now we just got to recalibrate and run the table. That's right. it. Well, and yeah. I think uh, that's a good point to JP too, where we haven't we're not used to playing in these no win situations. How many how many Oregon State games since the Alamo Bowl year have there been where it's like oh like if you win this game, you won it because you're supposed to. Uh, and But if you lose, it sort of fucks up your season. Like we haven't, we haven't been favored this much ever. Yeah. And we start, we talked about that in regards to chance last week that it, and against UW, we're trying to figure out what went wrong. Like chance was playing with something to lose for the first time. The whole team was, but you could sort of see it in chance's performance. This team has a lot to lose. And Benny, you mentioned mm-hmm. just a second ago, like we still control our own destiny. So we're going to have, we're, we still have more to lose and we can lose it. And that's a position that this team hasn't played from before. It's a position that Smith and his entire staff haven't coached from before uh, in their time at Oregon State. So it's going to be, it's uncomfortable, uh, unfamiliar territory for all of them. And yeah. it's different. The bullseye's on the head a little bit. Like, I, I don't even know that I totally agree with you guys that Washington State saw us on the schedule and like, W, I, I think they were ready. I think they came in expecting to get a big, you know, sort of statement win against a team that the outside world was proclaiming as better than they were. Because, um, you know, as passionate as they are. I don't think they only listen to, you know, Pac-12 network. Uh, you know, Jonathan Smith has been kind of a darling uh, of the national media a little bit. We don't get a ton of FaceTime, but like people are still this program since Smith has taken over has been just, you know, bereft of criticism. Uh, and I'm not saying that he's deserving of it or should be on the hot seat or anything. I'm not going anywhere near there, but like this was a big, big missed opportunity. And there are yeah, going to be more opportunities. Definitely. There are going to be more opportunities, but can't miss. This team needs to keep. This team needs to continue to evolve from where it was. It's you know I, I hate like I don't want to bring up like oh like like watching shit in like Minnesota whatever. But the <clears throat> Golden Gophers, my entire childhood, were like the worst college football team ever. And they got uh, they had a coach named Glenn Mason come in when I was about ten years old. That got them to the Sun Bowl. And then they just sort of stayed as like a seven and five Sun Bowl team. He was like that kind of coach where it's like there's a coach that can get you out of the cellar, but like just the steps beyond the cellar and nowhere else. And I don't think Smith is that kind of guy, but I don't want us to continue this like like, oh, like, remember how bad things were in 2017? Like We've talked about that. We've beat that horse that we've beat that dead horse to death a thousand times over. And I yeah, I want to keep reaching for the heights and we're not going to, you know, going undefeated is not the only acceptable outcome. Obviously that's ridiculous, but uh, I really hope that we see this team come out two weeks from now, ready to fucking play ready to not even not be the greatest show on turf, but have some kind of effective pass plays in the cannon chance play. Like you've been playing before the last two games. It's not, you know, the worst thing in the world, if you have to take a sack or anything like that, 
just play your fucking game. Uh, and then maybe let's uh, pressure the opposing quarterback. I know we've been getting sat. It's weird. We've get, gotten a good number of sacks this season, but it just feels like we're not pressuring the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, especially uh, yesterday, especially or on yesterday. Saturday. Um, it just doesn't feel like we're a team that really, really gets after the quarterback yet. And maybe we've had so many injuries in the front seven, but I think that's where it starts. We got to make the quarter, the opposing quarterbacks uh, more uncomfortable and disrupt that because last two games, the defenses we played have made our quarterback uncomfortable and clearly why we almost clearly the last two games. But yeah, like we mentioned, they're both one possession games, both winnable. We won the one at home. We lost the one on the road. It's just, it was so winnable. So it's just, it's just hard. Yeah. I felt too that like against Washington, we didn't play bad. Like we didn't play bad. I felt like our game plan wasn't the best because we were so run heavy. Um, But against Washington, like we should have won that game against Washington state. It's insane to me that we had uh, a a chance and that fourth and 19 play at the end of the game, like Mm -hmm. that, we almost got the first down on that. And if we would have pulled that game out, like Washington state deserves to win that game hands down. And we yeah. quite honestly didn't deserve to half, be even, yes. like, yeah, we didn't deserve to be even a, within a touchdown of that game. I didn't think the, and, and JP, that's a good point. Like the second half we fell apart. Our defense really fell apart, but, um, but it did, it was like two totally different games. I felt like right. they were both one possession games, but Washington it felt like we were in control even though they took the lead, like, but it felt like chance was in control. Uh, This game, it did not feel that way at all. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are wanting us to call for Smith's head from a a play calling standpoint. Um, I don't know. Smith doesn't call the plays. Uh, That's, you know, that's Brian Lindgren, Uh, but obviously they, they game plan together. The biggest, and this sort of got lost in the shuffle. I really did not like the call to, to run the fake punt at the beginning of the second half when we were at midfield because the defense had bent and not broken to that point. But we had been asking him to do so much. And like, I don't know if Luke Locher like was a high school quarterback and like has an arm. It wasn't that bad of a throw and maybe they should have called PI, but the game wasn't going in that favor and we were clearly playing with fire already at that point. So just giving Wazoo the ball at midfield there, just it felt so, so short-sighted. And Losha has been a good punter for us. I didn't think with the way the momentum was at that point in the game that Wazoo would go 90, 80 yards on us. But they did go 50. That was when they got their first touchdown. And yeah. That's, that's why I disagree. I disagree. I actually like the play call. I know that Jonathan Smith's come out and said that that's the one thing he regrets from the game was trying to go for on fourth there. Mm-hmm. But I liked the call. And I liked it because we weren't stopping them anyways. And they would go 80 yards. They'd go 70 yards on us in the same time span because Delora could do whatever he wanted back there. So he had enough time to let his receivers run around like chickens with their heads cut off and find somebody wide open, get out of bounds, do it again, get downfield. I mean – Look, going was, 50 yards and going 80 yards is, is a big difference, but it was not a big difference at that moment with well, the was, way that they were already just <clears throat> chopping up our defense, and then it continued in the second half. I really yeah. didn't mind that play call. I really didn't. I thought it was fine. Well, we also didn't surprise them at all. The coverage was pretty damn good on the play, and they were getting yards, but with the exception of us getting kind of lucky with the interception at the end of the half, which 
they also got super lucky that um, Omar Spates's pinky toe was out of bounds because he was about to take that <laughs> to the house and yeah, a completely different conversation right now if he does. But dude, I don't know. It was ten to three. It was ten to three. They hadn't found the end zone yet. And it just seemed like our our defense went out there like almost like with a collective eye roll. Like they had played so much. They were on the field so much. And, you know, that's on them. They got to be the ones who get off the field. But I felt, you know, you're making a huge taking a huge roll of the dice there. And your defense has already bailed you out and probably d- played above what they should have been. Try and pin that fucking thing inside the 10 or inside the five and I, they still had a drive I mean, they still a drive still, down dude yeah but you still need it's i think it's pragmatic and kind of, i don't think they would have they would have needed you know like three or four more first downs than what they did get like maybe they go you know 90 and score a touchdown there and maybe well, they only go 50 you know, and they still get a field goal it's still the same result still, then we win no it's no. not the same result it's not the it's same not result. we would have to kick a field goal you're, to tie you're put the difference is your defense might end up being with their backs against the wall one way or the other and failing to convert on that fourth uh that fake punt on fourth down is you're you are the one actively putting your defense against the wall when your defense has you know they played great in the first half I mean, they did play great in the yeah, first half you, until the you, end of the first half. Yeah, but you could see the leaks coming, and that's why I didn't like that we put them in that position. I think, but it was a 50-50 toss-up. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if you give them 50 yards, they're going to score. If you give them 80 yards, they're going to score. So what do you do? You try to keep the ball. See, I like, have more That I have was. More, I had more confidence that if Wazoo's pinned back and they're deep in their own territory. that We were that already leaking by that point, point though. Yeah, but the, you can feel the momentum shift of them taking the ball over in Oregon State territory. Sure, or at sure. And there's a momentum part of it. Yeah, I I would argue though that the risk reward would have the reward part outweighed the risk. Where I mean, it it is true me. that like Washington State was having no trouble in the first half, even though they scored three points. It's because our red zone defense was yeah. really good. Uh, and also, like their offense is not set up to do well in in the red zone. The yeah, five wide asking your red is, zone is defense to be like, oh, do it a fourth time now is like. No, I get I get that too, and that's the risk part. But like the reward part is if you pull that off and you go up seventeen to three in the at the start of the second second half, like it the game's not over, but like it's nearly out of reach. You're you're feeling pretty good, uh, and and I think that the point can be made that like Washington State's offense was we had no answer we had no answer for their five wide sets so the the difference between a 80 yard drive and a 50 yard drive in normal circumstances is a lot but in the way that the game was going i don't like it's there is a difference but i don't think that that 30 yards is the same same difference that you would feel in a normal game it's one play yeah but no i mean i get it like and it's and it's easy to second guess and smith obviously is sure but i think that the like as a punter too, I know that it's not his normal job, but you have to fucking read that and look that like that cornerback is not biting on the fact that this is a punt. Uh, he, he either saw that it was a fake or he was just playing really good uh, return defense or uh, yeah. return coverage. Return yeah. yeah. Coverage. He was, uh, he was on our wide receiver very, very uh, tightly. And, and the punter at that point needs to realize like abort this fucking fake and just punt it down the field. And um, yeah, he did. Well, I think it was that play where I was like, 
if you want to go for it, I think it was a fourth and 10 was the yeah. play. Uh, put Chance back there. Let Chance make his read. We've seen Chance punt the ball very effectively in that situation. Yeah, yeah it's true. And it's like it, if the you got a little cutesy with it. Yeah, if the read is there, Smith then in. do it. But yeah, so, but I don't know. It's just it's the, the decision to that, and then also abandon the run in spots later in the game. Um, where like I I feel I, I feel like such a fucking boomer being like be more conservative with it, but. Yeah, that is what I'm that is what I'm calling for. It seems like and a couple different Twitter uh, followers, you know, pointed this out that we we sort of went away with uh, we didn't stick with what was working. And we kind of tried to, you know, we abandoned the if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality that I think really could have won this game. Well, let's get into the question. Yeah. Oh, and before oh, we get into the questions, though, Terry, did this is this just a microcosm of our. Uh, group messaging thread where the two of us just convinced you that your take was wrong and now you agree with us? I don't, no, I, I don't agree with you. I okay. still disagree with you. Okay. It sounded like you softened up a bit. That's all. I so, I'm softened to it, but I still yeah. think it was wrong. <laughs> the same reason I'm still fucking furious that we had 200 passing yards and eight quarters of football. But this is all... This is a love-focused podcast, so I'm being nice right now, JP. But if you want the heat, you want the spice, we can turn it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not before we start addressing our God. listeners' questions. <laughs> <laughs> we really are very good friends, everyone. We promise. <laughs> when we watched Riley coach, though, I remember so many people, myself included, were just we were begging to be less conservative and take more risks and, like, he would punt it on fourth and one on their 40 yard line. Right. Like, it's just like, what are you doing? And, um, and so I, I like that aspect where again, like if we pull it off, we're saying Smith is the greatest. And and when you don't, and it costs you the game potentially like, yeah, it's easy to say that was the wrong call. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take these questions as quick hitters. It'd be more fun. Yeah. There's what, there's one that I want to take a, a second on. Okay. Well, I'll, okay. I'll tell you when we get there. All, All right. right. Well, Go ahead, Terry. Lead it off. Um, so Scott Yearlings, uh, a.k.a. Scott's Beaver Dam. Shout out, Scott. Thank you for uh, reaching out to this show. Watched on TV instead of radio for the first time this season. So is the loss on him? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just oh. kidding. <laughs> also, our friend Funky Paul Molina changed his game day outfit, too. Is the loss also on Paul? That one's actually yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because he wore... He wore a belligerent beef shirt and he <laughs> tweeted it to us and made a big thing out of it. So dear Paul, affectionately known as funky Paul Molina, one of our dear, dear friends, I love you. And I mean this sincerely. Fuck you. Moving on. <laughs> uh, from PM at, Oh, it's PM is the Nolan thunder gone. This is the one I wanted to take a second on. Okay. You can take Go a ahead. second on it. Go ahead. Uh, so I, and I want to pose really the question of like, I don't think that next, I don't think we look at Jebbia for next game. Um, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that that's the right move. I think that uh, we all said it. And I think Terry, maybe you said it first, but like you feel comfortable when, when chance is back there, which is something that we haven't been able to say for a long time, at, at least when we were playing, um, you know, up until the USC game. Uh, but the last eight quarters that chance Nolan has played have been terrible. And I don't think you can sugarcoat that. Like it, he, he has uh, thrown 18 completions in the last two games 
uh, he's thrown three interceptions, no touchdowns, uh, and uh, his his percentage is well under fifty. I, I don't have the exact number, but it's it's not good. Like th- those are terrible numbers, and I think. To flip it, if you look at Washington State, they have a running back and an offensive line that is trash compared to ours. But McIntosh was getting huge chunks of yards, especially at the end of the game. And that's what fucking happens when you have an offense that can pass because your defense, the the opposing defense isn't going to be crashing on the run every single play. Um, and, and really, like if they're crashing on the run every single play on us, then the like chance should have more opportunity to pass the ball because his, his receiver should be open. Um, like to me, the last two games have been inexcusable for chance Nolan. Um, and I think if he has a third one against Utah, like you have the season is salvageable and you can't just keep chance in there because he's a sophomore and he'll have, he'll have time to go. Like, I, I think you have to hand the reins over to Jebby if, if Chance Nolan doesn't perform against Utah. Do we know what Jebby's health situation he's is? He's suited. He's I know suited he's this been, week. I know he's well, he's suited for Purdue though, too. So I don't Yeah, but is he assuming that I, as a I watched him thing? Yeah. So I watched him suit I don't know. I watched him suit up and hobble out to do the coin flip um before the Washington game because it came right out of the tunnel early. And I was standing right there with the kid and he was swinging his leg he was right. he wasn't hobbling he was swinging it. it it didn't look comfortable at all i don't think he's anywhere close to being ready mm-hmm. i know he's suited again i don't know why i think it's just because they run him out there as the captain but i don't think he's ready and it's gonna be if anything it's they're gonna hand it back to neuer right now mm-hmm. that's rough because he looked he and granted it was only two quarters of play but i will put this out there that sam neuer looked the same uh yeah in terms of production as what chance nolan has looked like in the last eight quarters right. yeah and people were dogging on neuer and, and that yeah. and rightfully it's so fair. but like i think that chance because he's sort of excited beaver nation now there's this like oh like keep him it, people are giving him the benefit of the doubt more so than neuer and i don't I, I guess it's deserved but like i don't know if that would make us better to keep chance nolan in there tristan jebria's hamstring injury reason number 10 million fucking billion why to hate Oregon. A cheap shot still yep. pisses me off. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. From our friend <laughs> Teddy Teddy Zava at the real Zava on Twitter. Uh maybe Dr. Ted Zava. I, without any context or sentence structure, he just says, why no throw? <laughs> just brilliant, brilliant use of phonics there. Ted. Yeah. Uh, well, we dialed up the throw at the wrong times. I, yeah. yeah, it's. it's I don't understand this question. At all. <laughs> well, thank you for including it in the outline, <laughs> just so that we can dunk on Ted a little bit. So why no? <laughs> why no throw at when? Why no throw in? <laughs> Literally, it said why no throw. I mean, Chance Nolan had twenty five attempts. And he, yeah. he, ra- he ran the ball probably another five or six times yeah. and got sacked a couple. So, like, we ran over 30 passing plays. Yeah, so, yeah, Ted, Ted, were you watching the game? Probably <laughs> Did not. Did you watch he it wasn't. at all? No. No, he uh, he was fishing the entire day. And then when, no, he, got, what, when I, he got home, he went on Twitter and, and typed in, how mad should I be at this Oregon State game? <laughs> <laughs> and it generated a question. Something about throwing. All right. Why no throw? <laughs> I don't I don't know, Ted. I don't know why no throw. It's a Moving mystery on. that will last for eons. <laughs> um, from, uh, 
from uh, Lily Von Stoop uh, at Octopia. 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 There you go. I had to take Beefs have the talent but can't get beyond mediocrity. So that's not really a question, but a very accurate statement. And the question at the end is, will win it end, JP? When will it end? Am I answering this? I asked it, but I guess I'll answer it. (laughs) It will never. We don't get to have nice things. That's the answer. It will end. It will end. Lily Von Stupp. It will end this season. I love that name. This is just a little blip on the grand scheme of things. We're still figuring out our identity. We're still figuring out that we should run the ball. (laughs) And it seems like Ted is arguing with you. (laughs) <laughs> you want to run the ball more and ted's going why no thrill and he just doesn't have time to put it in a proper sentence <laughs> we it will end and like the talent is there but this talent still really isn't at the level of what it was at the like peak riley era so no uh the coaching talent is definitely there tibisar has to start showing he can make some better adjustments yeah. um Lindgren needs to show that he doesn't get too cute with his play calling, but uh, the coaching talent is definitely there beyond what we saw of the Riley era. And, but the, but the player talent is still just about to reach that like apex and it will go past it. Uh, It will definitely, we'll definitely see better players coming through than we ever saw before. Not to take or discredit any of the players that we've had ever playing at Oregon state in the history of this program, because we've had some absolutely hall of fame, incredible players that if they just came on the pod, they would be Bebe's hall of famers first, first ballot hall of famers. Um, But uh, yeah, like I think the mediocrity is behind us still. I mean, people are like looking at his recency bias that we've lost last week and or yesterday. But uh, we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. It just sucks that it was Wazoo. It's a game we should have won. Like I said, it's heartbreaking, but we'll be okay. Right. Malcolm at M Blazer Fanatic says, we're all sick of losing to Wazoo. JP says, blame Benny. JP, please elaborate. <laughs> We've yeah. talked about this a little bit. Me? I mean, or the yeah, Mac, you. You. <laughs> yeah, but- you always poke the bear on Twitter, Benny. Yeah. I need you to stop poking the coog. Leave the coog alone. Yeah. I didn't Let's... say anything this time. Okay, you told you told the world that we're gonna vaccinate Rolla Bitch's <laughs> ass. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that and the Max Borgie too. Max Borgie, Hashtag... Michael Bumpus, everything. You just will you I think you should write uh please DM Borgie and Bumpus this week yeah. uh, apologizing and yeah, just exercise all the demons, saying, please. Saying what you were wrong about and that you respect them as as men, as uh, football players who have donned the crimson and silver of Washington State University. And then we have a gray forward. now. Mm, yeah, it is kind of a gray. Yeah. OK, well, you're making my world kind of gray by just <laughs> creating all of these horcruxes for Washington state to torture us with. (laughs) No, no, I'm not going to do that. I brought the Michael Bumpus thing up and I I am fairly confident. I was the least upset about it. I would. Yeah. (laughs) You tweeted at him though. And you still remember the cut off hoodie that Max Borgie was wearing. I I only ever describe it in an endearing way. And I love it. Nick Rolovic. 
right, that's different. Can all right. suck a Rolovic. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. He is. And I will not apologize. We're always, we've no. lost to him each year the last three seasons. Was it's he the, the coach of Hawaii when he when he yes. called us out for like accidentally air quotes uh, mailing their players? Yeah, Probably. he was. And also, yeah. if you're losing players in Hawaii to go to Corvallis, or granted, Corvallis is the Paris, the Paris of the Pacific Northwest, Northwest the Harvard, Harvard of the Pac-12, of the Pac-12. I get that, but if you're in literal paradise and you're losing players to Corvallis, or like Corvallis yeah. is a tough I mean, place to recruit to. So fuck you. That's on you. Yeah, he's a lunatic. Yeah, I can't stand Rolovich. All right, we have to move on. Um, our friend Brandon Jassa at Brandon Jassa uh, slap sales on Twitter. Uh, defense's lack of adjustments, getting torched in the second half, and the decision to pass the ball on the final drive. Um, well, we didn't ask for questions. We asked for for topics, Thoughts. which makes more <laughs> sense. Um, so the, Brandon's uh, comment here makes it even more like uh you know bewildering why ted wrote in why no throw <laughs> given that this is a decision <laughs> to be pass heavy on the final possession um <laughs> we've talked our, a lot about this at all but you got anything else about the defensive performance in the second half I, like <laughs> why let's get to the fucking quarterback essentially like we I just want I want to see a blitz or something that like, you know, like last year or last week against UW when they brought Rajon Wright on a blitz um, that, you know, ended up being a huge play. Like you need to be creative when, when you don't have an insane, you know, uh, duo of defensive ends up there. Like back when we remember having like Dorian Smith and Victor Butler. Like we never yeah. need to call a blitz because the quarterback, you know, they had a, you know, a time going off because those guys were getting after that ass. I will say a couple, like it's t- okay. Number one, it's tough to blitz anyone when they're running a five wide set. Right. Sure. Cause then that only, so that, that is, that's yeah, difficult. But, could, but what I had a problem with was not that Washington state was marching down the field, but like how open the receivers they're were. They're so open. They had no one like within five, 10 yards of them. That, and that was, it was like, we were that, sitting down in a zone. It was right. clearly being, ju- they were just, yeah. Like camping out waiting, like, all right, well just stand here until we get the ball. And I have no idea what to do with coaching. Like I don't do not trust right. me to run a <laughs> program's defense we are- <laughs> or anything about a program. I can't even be the water boy, but yeah. I can tell you right now. I can't that the zone was definitely not working. And no, <laughs> it, no, when you give up six yards on every throw and they've got plenty of time because we get no pressure on the quarterback. Well, here's what I have a problem with, with uh, more so than not pressuring the quarterback is like, so remember when we play, and I know we keep bringing this up, but it is the benchmark of the season so far is the USC game. It wasn't that we won. It was how we won. And we won by shoving it down their throat. Right. And we, we were hitting harder. Like you could just tell we wanted it more and we look shook on defense. And what I mean by that is like it from the, middle of the third quarter on our DBs were playing like seven, eight yards off of their receivers. And that is like a huge sign of respect. And we weren't just doing it with one of the receivers. We were doing it with all five and like, you're fucking better than that. You don't have to give them that much space, get up and press them and get in their face and right. make it miserable for them to run their routes. And like, and we were just, that's what was so frustrating is like the opposite of what happened at USC was happening in this game, which is like, we were shook. And we didn't know how to handle it. And we were just giving them way too much respect and they were taking advantage of it. And that's what sucked. We had no takeaways, right? 
we did at the end of the first half, but that oh, was yeah, yeah, that one that was yeah, yeah, just space interception. Oof. Yeah. Um, so JP, you put this thing in the chat now too, or not in the chat in the outline. Does this mean Lindgren will be cheaper to retain as he has been a, a hot name in the, uh, you know, coaching carousel rumors? Uh, you know, when you have a program that is, you know, seen to be, you know, uh, sort of on the, on the fast track of a rebuild and ahead of schedule, you know, that's when the, the top assistants start getting targeted by uh, other programs does this you know sort of think that you know we can uh, it might be easier for us to retain Lindgren for the uh, near to distant future I think even if we win out this knocked him down on the uh, on the demand charts and it's not because it's it's a momentum thing when your name has momentum you have to ride it as far as you can and as high as you can. And this just kind of was like, oh, never mind. He's lost the attention probably of, of most athletic directors at this point that were considering him for roles that he make a jump for, for one. But also the ones that still are considering him are going to not be thinking he's as high priced as he once yeah. appeared to be that we can't match. Barnes is sitting sure. back and probably you know, a little happy with that development. Right. I mean, if we win... <laughs> If we win out, which I'm not even preparing myself to wrap my head around, I, I think he's gone in that sense. <laughs> unless we win, unless we win the next six games like three to nothing, then <laughs> which I would imagine <laughs> unlikely. Tibisar. Then Tibisar is gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It, it depends on how dynamic they are, but and also just like what he's looking for for what if you know it was you know fb fcs or if a, a group of five school uh comes after him or if it's a, another big program that comes after him for the oc role i don't know the, the, that that stuff it's it's hard for me to think about at this point in the season um no but that was what was crazy was that conversation was already happening sure sure it was i especially i think you know that that usc game what was on FS1, so I guess we can call it nationally televised. Um, <laughs> I still don't know if everyone knows what FS1 is, but it was, I think it was technically <laughs> nationally televised. We, you know, filled up the scoreboard and it's like, oh, wow, like this Oregon st- State team is seemingly an, a real football team again overnight. So uh, if you're an athletic director, you know, looking for, you know, some of some of that beaver juice we sip in it. Shout out Lamar Heard. Um you're yeah, you're going to look at you're going to look at those uh, those assistants and the the coordinators uh, in either the offense or the defense or whoever's cooking. So he's unlocked it. He's unlocked it with Baylor and Fenwick, though. He has. Yeah. So sure. like that's still a fact. Yeah, it's it just is. it would be great to continue to run the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want I would yep. be I would love to know exactly how much total freedom yeah, I think I, I think Smith trusts him, but I would I would love to know the dynamic between the two of them because yeah he is the one credited with the play calls and yeah but then you know we ask Beaver Nation which we talk about in the pod and everyone's like Smith's play calling is ridiculous and it's you know it's obviously filters through you know Smith's philosophy but I I think Lindgren has you know a pretty pretty free reign there so I would I would love to have a, like be a fly on the wall with a conversation between the two of them. That would be fascinating mm-hmm. to see how that works. But yeah, 
But anyway, those are all of the questions. We have a bye week next week, but lots of fun stuff. And we are going to make this a thing this week. We don't have a tagline yet like Chopham or you can't spell Chopham without hope. But this Friday, October 15th in beautiful Corvallis, Oregon, the Paris of the Pacific Northwest, the campus of Oregon State University, the Harvard of the Pac-12, Oregon State women's soccer versus UCLA, followed by Oregon State men's soccer versus St. Mary's. It's a doubleheader at Paul Lorenz Field. Ooh, get get lit in Lorenz. Oh, the kids will love that one, Benny. Yeah. Or is that Chuggy? <laughs> I love <laughs> I, I'm so sad our listeners can't see the look on your face and how excited you. I thought were. it was good. Good. Good work. I don't know that <laughs> I like that. Get lit in Lorenz. Yeah. That can mean a lot of things. Light up Lorenz. I don't know. Get that lit at Lorenz. Like you're going to have a bunch of people that want to smoke that go to Lorenz. It's just yeah. Light up in Lorenz. It's a college in Oregon, of course. Jesus. Yeah, um, true. But anyways, uh, go to Paul Lorenz Field <laughs> for the women's soccer game starting at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, followed by the men's at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Both teams are balling. Like, let's let's make this a thing. We'll come up with some kind of promotion and giveaway, like it, more more so than just stickers. I found a stack of stickers in one of my bags, by the way. So I have some stickers to mail out to people. And me too. We're we'll we'll give some away some koozies or something. Go to the soccer games on Friday night, Beaver Nation, Beaver Fam. Show us why we love you. Show out. Get crazy. Get loud. Create an amazing atmosphere for those two teams because they both fucking deserve it. Also, and- tell us if you want light up Lorenz. Boo or get lit at Lorenz. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll put we'll we'll get a poll together at some point, and also let us know if what should the marketing tagline be for promoting attendance at Paul Lorenz Field? I still think Pack the Paul has Paul pa- <laughs> pa- It's got a very that just makes sound. me now think of like doing taxidermy on Paul Molina now. <laughs> <laughs> pack the Paul, not pack our Paul. <laughs> but he is the Paul. He's not the Paul. He's Funky Paul Molina. There's no the. Um, but yeah, he is the Funky Paul Molina. He is not here. And please don't uh, do taxidermy on him. We need him alive for a lot of reasons. Um, I am Terry Horseman at Terry Horseman on Twitter, at Terrence Horseman on Instagram. And I am joined by my fellow Babes, as always, at the Trill J. That is JP Bertram on Twitter. Uh, JP, what's your Instagram handle? It's just JP Bertram. JP Bertram. JP yeah. Bertram. Nice. I'm not as cool on Instagram. No, none of us are. It's, it's we're too old to be cool on Instagram at this point. <laughs> um, and with us as always, to our man, the insider, knows what Smith's having for breakfast tomorrow morning before he even wakes up. Benny Scoops, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian <laughs> Weehage, at Benny L 1986 on your social channels. Uh, thank you again for joining us on this episode of the Belligerent Beeves. Have a peaceful, restful, restorative, lovely uh, bye week from the football, uh, from the foot, from the footballs. <laughs> I, I hope you know it's a less stressful weekend because of it, and we'll get back at it uh, two weeks from now against Utah. But yeah, uh, pack the ball, get lit at Lorenz, load up Lorenz, 
get I, I don't know go to go to the fucking soccer games on Friday <laughs> <laughs> and remember that you can't spell chop them without hope I am Terry Horseman with the belligerent beeves as always thank you for spending some time with us go beeves chop them chop them chop them <laughs>